good morning, everybody. How do you do? Welcome to The Irish Show on WHK AM 1420. My name is Jerry Quinn. Delighted to be with you this morning. Our program is brought to you by Gandalf's Pub and Restaurant in Valley City, Golf Tech, Chambers Funeral Homes, Joyce Buick GMC, O'Neill Healthcare, P.J. McIntyre's Irish Pub and Restaurant, Vince's Barber Shop at 18324 Lakeshore Boulevard in Cleveland, and the Western Reserve Insurance Group. All of these good folks bringing you the Irish show this morning on WHK AM 1420 and on the internet at whkradio.com. Stay with us now. we got a jam-packed show here this morning for you. Lots of guests, lots of fun, and some music also. Stand by. Well, good morning, everybody, once again. Uh, good morning, Jerry. We're all good here morning, in the studio. Jerry. We have a full house today, so we have a lot of stuff to cover. Of course, we do know it's the great Irish, the holy season. It is. the month we, of March. Right, high holy well, We have some great guests this morning, and we're doing what we're supposed to do with Community Radio. That's to talk to all of the people relevant to the big day coming up in the Irish community. St. Patrick's Day, of course, is two weeks from, no, one week from next Friday, the se- Friday the 17th of March. In the studio, we have um, representatives from move, from the movie industry, the parade. We have some bars represented, just about everything. So anyway, just in case people accuse me of never playing any any music, I want to play this right off the bat because it's for a very special person. His name is Tom O'Neill. Tom O'Neill is a bricklayer and probably one of the best bricklayers ever to come to Cleveland. He came here from County Clare. Anyway, <clears throat> there was a, it's a recitation actually written a few years ago by an Englishman called the Bricklayer Song. Yes, now, I know it well. You know it yes, well. Yes, I know the one. Yes, uh, that's right. The poem. We're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that in a second. But Eddie, you had something. I do have my son Connor's uh, birthday. He's thirty-five again, and he's yeah. he, they're playing rugby. He's one of the rugby coaches at Ignatius. They're playing rugby today. So good luck to them, and also to uh, Aiden Cooney, who's they're doing their spring training out in California. Nice. Okay. Baseball. Great, Ed. Thank you. Anyway, back to Tom O'Neill. He's 94 years old today, and like I said, a retired bricklayer. And I always play this for Tom on his birthday, and we have to do it today. So here's the bricklayer, and it's done by Tom Sweeney, who happens to be Tommy Makem's nephew. Here's the bricklayer. This poor unfortunate young fellow one time, he couldn't find a job in Ireland. So he headed off across the water to London and he got a job there on a big construction site. He was a bricklayer by trade. So he uh, turned up at work faithfully every day for about a year. He was first there in the morning, last to leave in the evening. And all of a sudden one day the bricklayer did not show for work. And they were all wondering why, until a letter arrived from the bricklayer to his boss explaining why he wasn't at work. And this is the form the letter took. (laughs) 
Now, dear sir, I write this note to you to tell you of me plight. For at the time of writing, I am not a pretty sight. Me body is all black and blue, me face a deathly grey. And I write this note to tell you why I'm not at work today. Now while working on the 14th floor, some bricks I had to clear. But to toss them down from such a height was not a good idea. Well, the foreman wasn't very pleased. He is an awful sod. He said I'd have to cart them down the ladders in me hod. Well, now moving all these bricks by hand, it was so very slow. So I hoisted up a barrel and secured a rope below. But in me haste to do the job, I was too blind to see that a barrel full of building bricks was heavier than me. <laughs> and so when I untied the rope, the barrel fell like lead. And clinging tightly to the rope, I started up instead. Well, I shot up like a rocket, till to my dismay I found that halfway up I met the flaming barrel coming down. But the barrel broke me shoulder as to the ground it sped. And when I reached the top, I banged the pulley with me head. But I clung on tightly, numb with shock from this almighty blow. And the barrel spilled out half the bricks some 14 floors below. Now when these bricks had fallen from the barrel to the floor, I then outweighed the barrel and so started down once more. Still clinging tightly to the rope, me body wrecked with pain. When halfway down, I met the flaming barrel once again. Well, the force of this collision halfway down the office block caused multiple abrasions and a nasty state of shock. But I clung on tightly to the rope and I fell towards the ground. And I landed on the broken bricks the barrel had scattered round. Well, as I lay there groaning on the ground, I thought I'd passed the worst. But the barrel hit the pulley wheel and then the bottom burst. Well, a shower of bricks rained down on me. I didn't have a hope. As I lay there bleeding on the ground, I let go of the bloody rope. The barrel then being heavier, it started down once more. It landed right across me as I lay there on the floor. It broke three ribs in my left arm, and I can only say... that <laughs> I hope you'll understand why I am not at work today. As Tom... There he is, Tom Sweeney, at 11 minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock here on the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420. Our phone number is, if you want to call Lady Fitzpatrick, at 216-901-0945. He is always alert and on the ball this morning. We're not giving him any donuts or bagels because he does have to answer the phone for you. We're going to be giving away some tickets to the Celtic Comedy Club. And also, we're going to be giving away some t membership tickets to uh, the film festival industry. We'll talk to Bill Johnson about that. But first, I have Michael Coyne with me. Michael... Michael's mom and dad have been friends of Nellie and I for years and years, so it's great to have him back with us. I think, Michael, the last time you were here was when your dad was Grand Marshal. Yes. And uh, it's great to, great to have you back with us. Thanks, Jerry. Um, you got a, a nice project going. 
And I, I think, you know, is it uh, David Zanuck or somebody was the producer, the big producer of movies? Is that his name? Was that? Well, are you taking his place? Well, we're the executive producer, Jerry. Oh, okay, okay. But the, uh, the it's a filmed play called The Ascension of Mary Mulligan. It was filmed during COVID at the Dobama Theater in Cleveland Heights because it couldn't be performed. It was written by Chris, who's next to me, Chris, Chris Johnson. Johnson. And directed by Ann McAvoy. In fact, everybody involved is from Northeast Ohio. And it was executive produced by our group, which was started by you, uh, Pecky Hyland, uh, Jack Coyne, and Tom Scanlon years ago with the uh, purpose yeah, of supporting Irish American, Irish American Charitable Foundation, yeah. Irish uh, groups that are arts or entertainment related in Northeast Ohio we try to support. And it was uh, directed by, or I already said that, it was uh, produced by Dave Thomas and edited by Jackson uh, Goldberg, a very talented young guy. And we're very excited. It's going to premiere next week at the Trelon Social Club on Waterloo in Collinwood. And uh, we had a preview, and everyone liked it, and we're really excited for everybody to see it. And I think Chris is going to tell us a little more about the play itself. And we we have one of the actresses from it also here. And we had another one of the actresses last week here. Right, right, Lara, Lara McCarrick. Yeah. Yes. She was wonderful. Anyway, I'll go over to Chris, right? Sure, sure. Let's go to... Chris Johnson, welcome back to the program. This is not your first venture here. No, it's not. It's wonderful uh, they, to be back here. They had to Jerry. beat you up to get you to come in, didn't you they? You did. You had no. to twist my arm. Oh, okay. Well, Chris, tell us about this. and What inspired you to write this? Well, it's kind of a long story. I've been working on it for a while, but it's <clears throat> um, I've been through several loved ones who've died of protracted disease, uh, cancer, and so it, when my father died, it was a very long, surreal experience. So as a playwright, I sat back and I said, what can I do to create this on stage without, there's no mention of hospitals, no mention of anything medical. It's set on the burn. I wanted it to be a really spectacular. Uh, can I stop you? The sure. burn, for people that don't know, is that wonderful landscape in County Clare. Yes. It's unlike anything else on earth yes. and has been an inspiration to everybody from uh, J.R. Tolkien to Star Wars to all these, uh, the, um, I can't think of the name of it, the cable show that was shot there. and So it's been used in a lot of films and things. But anyway, I wanted it to be something that represented that surreal experience of being in this no man's land and watching a person who you love being pulled away from you. And you know it's them. You're looking at the same person, but they're going through this experience. And so that's what happens in the play. Uh, this Mary Mulligan is on the burn because she loves the burn. And she starts to ascend, and nobody knows why. Is it religious? Is it aliens? Nobody knows what's going on. And so her family comes to visit her, and they're all trying to figure out what to do And as she continues to uh, ascend into the sky. Oh. You know, um, the burn, I know an awful lot of people that have had their ashes spread on the burn. I I'm can, sure you do, yeah. too. Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful place. So uh, how, many, um, how many people in the play? Uh, eight. Oh, the movie. It's a movie. Actually. Well, we it's it's a play that we shot as a film, so yeah. there are close-ups. And um, Jackson, who is an incredible, he's now in Hollywood working full-time. Um, he did a great job for us, and he shot it from different angles. So it looks like a film. Uh, we used Obama Theater, but you never see the seats. It's a black soundstage. Uh, and so he, he did an incredible job of making it look like a movie. And uh, Sarah? 
How do you like? How did you like being uh, in this? In oh, this? it was. You know, it, I've never gone through anything like this. I think all of us as actors during it was 2021 when we started rehearsals. So just getting that industry back was really trying and surreal. And I think that grief that is a theme within Chris's play was really um, poignant and heartfelt for all of us that were doing the piece. We were all kind of going through individual grief at the time as a collective of an industry that was struggling to come back. And I think the piece speaks so much to everyone and whatever your grief may be and that family com- connection that we're all trying to um, hold on to. Have when. you been in many plays or yeah. movies? Yeah, um, not many movies. But this so is, referred to this as a place. So, right, right. Um, it was, um, I haven't done a lot of movies. I've done a couple short films with people um, that I graduated from. Stage Cle- plays, yes. Mostly stage plays, right. Yeah. You right. like the stage? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how long have you been doing it? Um, since I was a sophomore in high school. Did so. you train as an actress? Yeah, yeah. I went to Cleveland State for my degree in theater, and I've been working ever since. And... Yeah, I recently was at Dobama doing Land of Oz. Um, Is Dobama back now? Oh, yeah, Dobama's back. Running, back. running full-time. Oh, yeah. So I met Chris first when he was at Cleveland, uh, Cleveland Public, Theater. Public Theater on Detroit, right? Yes. What did we do there? There was something you did at that place last time Sorry. you were in here. Uh, I wrote a play called The Mad Mask Maker of Mayo. That's right. Uh, that was I quite a while I, ago. I think I knew that guy. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, we, <laughs> I, that was one of the first times we were here and with you, and it was great. You came to see the show, and yes, so. yes. Was so, um, it was. It was yeah. about Jerry. Yeah. So All my plays are about Jerry. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, listen. Um, tell us about when the play is running. How many days it's going to be run? I know it starts on the eleventh, but for, for how do people get tickets for it? How do they get to see it? How big is the where it's going to be? Uh, I believe the auditorium, I haven't actually seen it, uh, holds 70 people, Mike. And uh, they need to go to the Trelon Social Club website, trelon.com. Trelon, the Trelon. Sorry, the Trelon.com. And you can get tickets now. It's a little unusual. It's Right now it's a one-time showing because it's the film, not the play. But we are looking at some other potential locations to show the film, and we'll let everybody know. But... There's also, I should mention, there's a great article in I Irish that Bob Carney wrote. He came to see our preview with some some of the cast, and uh, he wrote a beautiful article, two pages. And so I want to thank them and John O'Brien, who was very supportive of us. Mm-hmm. So it starts on the 11th. That's when next next Saturday. Next Saturday. How much are the tickets? Ten bucks. Yes, ten dollars to get in. How can they get them again? An easy way now, and you got to have a phone number too, probably for a lot of people. No phone. I, I don't know the phone. Just treelawn, thetreelawn.com. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But if it's and an older person, they can ask their grandson or granddaughter mm-hmm. to figure it out for them, right? Yes. Treelawn. Treelawn. Thetreelawn.com. Yes. And there's only 70 tickets. I bet you'll sell it out. I think we will. I think you will, for sure. And it's uh, very appropriate for St. Patrick's Day, right? Yes. It's very, very. I, it's my grandmother, uh, Mary Galvin, came from. County Clare, which is where the burn is, and so sure. I, when I, I graduated from college, the first thing I did was go to Ireland for a month, and spend some time on the burn, and so that's been in my head all those years, and uh, 
I only graduated a couple of years ago, but still, it, it's, it stayed with me. And, and you know, so Chris, it's, Chris, uh, it's, a, it's an awfully desolate place, beautiful flowers, wild flowers, but a lot of people say it's very inspiring. I went, I went there and I spent two days th- thinking that when I left there, I would have the inspiration to be another do- William Butler Yeats. It didn't happen. Just couldn't. It just could, didn't sink in. Give it but time. But I, I really love. I do love the place, though, and, and I've been to it. I don't know, hundreds of times. I, I enjoy it. Anyway, we have, a, as you know, we have a full packed show today. And Mike, it's great to have two Michael coins. Michael a, Francis in, coins. In, two Michael Francis <laughs> coins in the studio with us today. Isn't that something? I may steal his sash. <laughs> that's right. Well, your dad's got one. Yeah, that's true. That's right. His was two. What year was that? Two thousand and seven. I'm losing track. Sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, probably. Yes. Yeah. Say hello to your dad. And I again, uh, I think I said it a few weeks ago. I, d- I know I did here on the program. Our sympathy, sympathy to all the Coin family on the passing of your mother, Mary. We miss her. My wife Nellie talked to Mary nearly every day. She loved her, and uh, she's really missed. Thank you, Jerry. So, anyway, thanks, guys, for coming in, and I will see you at the play next Friday. Saturday. Saturday night. (laughs) Saturday night. March 11th. The 11th. The Ascension of Mary Mulligan. I wanted to ask you, because why did you use the name? Where did you come up with the name Mary Mulligan? Uh, That's a long story, too. Uh, When I was, I went to Gilmore, and there was a guy there named Riley Mulligan, and my mother, who loved her Irish heritage, thought that was the greatest name ever and so I kept that name and so the husband in the play is Riley Mulligan and the, the wife is Mary. Okay great. All right Bill Johnson is coming up next and we're going to be talking with him and you want to know about movies you want to listen to this guy in the meantime just before while we're getting set for Bill we have to move people around here I want to play this song by the Saw Doctors it's called Clare Island and it's especially going out to Fran Kelly and Fran is at escort Fran This is for you. I know you like the Saw Doctors. Will you meet me on Clare Island? Summer stars are in the sky. We get the ferry out from Runa and wave all our cares goodbye. go kissing on the strand Take our clothes off in the moonlight Skinny dipping hand in hand We'll start drinking in the twilight Keep it up until the dawn Both the bars because there's no gas our names and send us home Will you meet me on clear Island Summer stars are in the sky Get the ferry 
Yeah, meet me on Clear Island here on the Irish Show on WHK. They are the Saw Doctors. And I want to say congratulations to Patrick Murphy, Pat Murphy, the great lawyer. He is the Ohio Irish News Person of the Year. His picture is on the cover. It's all over town. So if you're traveling all around the city, you stop at any bar, restaurant, you're going to see Pat right there straight in front of you. Nice picture of him, actually. I wonder where was that taken? Hmm. I think it might be at P.J. McIntyre's. Not sure. Um, yes, Colleen. Oh, they were at the club, and the, I think they were at the St. Bridget's and St. Patrick's Day event that was February 4th, that wonderful event. Oh, at February the 4th, okay. The, uh, the also, I want to reference in the Ohio, in the, I still call it the Ohio Irish News, pardon me, John, but um, the Banshee Capiche is written by Lisa O'Rourke, and it's a review of the Banshees of Inishir. It's quite a it's quite a great re- great review, actually. She's a great writer. I would refer you to that, called Banshee Pashis. It says the Akron Irish. Lisa O'Rourke wrote her. In the studio with me this morning is the one and only Bill Johnson. Bill and I have been talking and conversing via the Internet for, for a while. Bill, welcome to the program. Thank you, Jerry. Great. I really appreciate the chance to be here. Great to have you. Bill, your involvement with Irish movies, Irish-American movies, is uh, kind of legendary. You're well-known all over oh, the no. Internet. Everybody knows Bill, <laughs> Bill Johnson. But uh, you're, here, you're here to talk about a special movie and uh, a whole few other things. A whole bunch yeah, of things. whole bunch of things. Yeah, but let's, let's talk about the, the, Colle- uh, the Colleen Kuhn, translated Colleen into Kuhn. English, is The Quiet Girl. I'm learning that. Okay. The Quiet Girl. So um, um, talk about talk to me about the movie. I don't know much about the movie. To well, the before we start, I'm going to ask your listeners to grab paper and a pencil or a pen because we're going to be giving them some information, and we're also going to be doing a, a giveaway. Yep, that's great. Um, just to set the stage, I organized three distinct groups on Facebook and on a platform called meetup.com, and the names are Music Cleveland, exclamation point, very important. Cinema Cleveland, exclamation point, and Celtic Cleveland, exclamation point. So if you go on Facebook and you search for any of those, you'll be able to find us. Um, We're talking about The Quiet Girl. Um, I first uh, learned about it on the Internet, and I saw all these great reviews. I try to keep tabs on current film and especially if it's Irish or Italian, my favorite. So I'm seeing all of this glowing reviews for The Quiet Girl, and I didn't see it opening in Cleveland anyplace, so I kind of went crazy about that. It took me about five weeks talking to people in Ireland and talking to people in New York, the distributor. We finally discovered that it's going to open in Cleveland on... The 10th of March. Actually, it's going to open the 9th of March, but they pulled a quick one on us. We're saying the 10th of March because that's the way we schedule it. We are um, going to go as a group, and Jerry's going to be with us, to the Cedar Lee Theater at 7.15 on March 10. That's next Friday to see the film. Uh, After that, and, and something I'm really excited about, after the film, we're going to walk across the street to an Irish bar in Cleveland Heights. I had no idea 
but the New Heights Grill is an Irish-owned bar, or Irish-American-owned okay. bar. I uh, found that out through some of my contacts at Benedictine. seems that the owner is a Benedictine mom, okay. so we're excited about that. We're going to go over there, and we're going to talk about the Quiet Girl film that we just saw. We're going to talk about Banshees, and we're going to talk about another film, a short that's up for an Oscar called An Irish Goodbye. Now, if you know what an Irish goodbye is, I'm famous for that. That's when you just leave. (laughs) You don't say goodbye at the party. You just walk out. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to be talking about that. It'll be right across the street. We're going to have Jerry there, hopefully, and we're going to have a few. If I'm alive. Yeah, you'll be alive. Okay. We're going to have an Irish historian. I'm going to be there. Maybe some other people from Cleveland Film. Is Terry Keneally going to come? He is. Oh, great. Terry's He's our historian. He actually reviewed the book that the film is based on. The Banshees. No. Oh, no, no. Quiet Girl. Oh, yeah. The book is called Foster. Yeah. So he's going to give us a lot of insight. He did that in Irish News, did he? In the Mm -hmm. newspaper, in John O'Brien's paper. He did that. Okay. Yep. And we're going to talk about the allegories in Banshees, which is kind of interesting. When when I first saw the Banshee word, I thought of uh, a an ill-fated attempt by Pontiac Motor Division of General Motors to introduce the Banshee car, and I, at that time, I was with AAA. There was such I, a thing. I blew up because was they wanted to name it Banshees. Really, I never and knew that, that. That means the whale of death. <laughs> that, that's not what you want to yes. have in a high-performance car. Trust me. Yeah. So um, that's what we're doing. Now, I've got some uh, information about that, but I ask listeners to get paper and pen. So if they call in and they they give the answerer their name, phone number, and email address, I will present them with complimentary membership to Music Cleveland. That's normally a $10 a year. It's a nominal fee, but it's a $10 a year fee. And that would include membership to Celtic Cleveland and Cinema Cleveland as well. Well, why would they want to do that? Well, just as an example, we're going to be going down to the Kent stage on April 10th to see Morgan James, a fabulous singer from Broadway. Okay. Morgan James used to tour with Postmodern Jukebox. Mm-hmm. She's just superb. She was the featured singer in the Cleveland Pops New Year's Eve program that we went to. So 40% discount at the Kent stage. Okay, that's great. A chance to meet her, okay. which I arranged. That, that's just some of the things we're doing. Okay, so let's move on. So, so we're going to have a trivia question, right? We're going to have a trivia question. Should I give it now? Oh, yes. Yeah, because okay. we want Eddie, putting Eddie to okay. work. Okay, the telephone number to call is 216 216- Nine zero one zero nine four five. That's right. And I'll repeat that again, but you wrote it down because you had your paper ready. Okay. I'm looking for the name of an actor, male or female. You can also give the film, but actor is what I'm looking for. It's an Irish actor. This Irish actor uh, debuted in film in a film that was probably one of the top five ever made. I think it's the best, but at least the top five. 
and the character, male or female, was killed off in the first 60 seconds of the movie. And uh, it, it's a classic film. It's a beautiful film. I think I gave enough information about that. Mm -hmm. A person is definitely Irish. And um, we'll see how, how well the listeners do with that. Not alive anymore. Dead. Dead. Yeah. Oh, the big kicker. I'm sorry. This is a personal uh, issue I have. The Academy Awards. We're going to go right into that. The Academy Awards. He never got an Oscar. Oops. I said okay. the wrong so word there. Never got an Oscar for a performance. Okay. And he was famous. Very much. That's right. So I hope maybe that clue will help everybody. So whoever can get that right is going to win that membership, that membership that will get you access to all these wonderful shows. Kent State Bill just mentioned that and numerous other, other things. And, of course, you'll get uh, emails from Bill telling you what's going on oh, in, yeah. the, in the movie community. And uh, you're involved in the Chicago Chicago Film Festival yes. also. Uh, by the way, the memberships are for everybody who gets it right, not just one person. So we could have a dozen. Okay. All right. Okay. Again, the phone number is 216-901-0945. And call up with your answer. Okay. We, we are very happy to announce for the third straight year Cinema Cleveland is a sponsor of the Chicago Irish Film Festival. Uh, it actually starts tonight at one minute after midnight, which would make it Monday the 6th. And we're talking about a virtual film festival. Mm -hmm. Yes, they do have one live, but we're dealing with the virtual. Uh, if you join Cinema Cleveland or Kelty Cleveland, you will get the code. If you look at the films and you decide you want one, you will get a discount code for 20% off of whichever films you select. There's some great films there that I think uh, everyone's going to love. Okay. All right. We're going to wait and see uh, who calls. 216-901-0945. Call if you know the answer to the trivia. I, the the uh, trivia question is so long, I won't try to repeat it because <laughs> I, I'd probably tell the person's name accidentally and screw it all up for you, Bill. Well, so, the Irish actor that never got an Oscar. Yeah, famous, and he's very famous. Probably the best actor one of the, in One of period. the most famous of all time. I wonder if anybody will get it right. While we're waiting for that call, I'm going to uh, go over here to Mary's Lane. And we're going to hear them sing, um, Step It Out, Mary. Here they are, Mary's Lane. Step it up, Mary, my fine daughter. Step it up, Mary, if you can. Step it up, Mary, my fine daughter. Step it up, Mary, my fine daughter. 
There they are, Mary's Lane on the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420 and on the internet at WHK Radio. We're here every Sunday morning. Next Sunday morning, we're going to be live for the Westside Irish American Club and we're going to be interviewing all the honorees from the Westside Club. That's not they're not with us this morning. But we have somebody from the very important person, the more the VIP of the Eastside <laughs> Irish American Club. His name is Jack Murphy. I've known him. I've known Jack and his family for, let's say, about f- almost 50 years. 50 Jack, years. I want to tell you a compliment on you on the wonderful mom and dad you had. Just love John and, uh, and um, Mary. They were just the uh, just the most wonderful. Better say Mary Jane. She'll Mary come back Jane. And haunt That's right, Mary Jane. <laughs> We're very particular about that. And I have that lovely mug that they gave me years ago, and all it said is says Jerry Quinn, you're the best. And it's a pewter. It's actually a pewter mug. Oh, oh yeah, from yeah. Pressure Castings. Yes. <laughs> I probably I probably shined it up. Jack, great to have you with us. You Thanks, have Jerry. you spent some time on the Great Lakes as a yes, sailor. I did. You did, but I, you know, I often complimented you on this. You never acted like a sailor. You know how sailors act. <laughs> no, tell me, Chair. <laughs> well, what do a, you say to a drunken I have, sailor? I have a son, Sean, who was a sailor for four years. So you know, you know what it's like. You and you and him probably have a lot to talk about sailing. But you sailed the Great Lakes. Great for, Lakes. On the for how many boats. years? For about four and a half. Four and a half years. The, yeah, I know. And then you, you made a fortune and you bought a yes, pub. There you go. All the Irish. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to do that years ago. I said to Nellie, we've got to buy a pub. She says, I think you did all right. She says, Quinn, you better plan on sleeping in the pub if you buy one. 
I can imagine Nelly saying that. Yes, yes, she did. But Jack, you're the uh, the member of the year. They call it at the Eastside Irish Irish American Club, and it's a very well deserved honor. It's something that a person that has excelled helping at the club through the previous year. That's what it, the award is. I remember when we created it years ago. Do you remember the first one at the Eastside Club? Because I do. I w- I was out on the boats then. Oh, that's right. Yeah. His name was Bill. Bynan, and I, I call him Bynan, but some of the people call him Bynane, B-Y-N-A-N-A, Bill Bynane. I remember him, no. He was the member, member of the year, the first year of these. I, 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 was, I was in town just enough for home and to grab $100 off me so I could get on the plaque for uh, <laughs> that's, that's, number 131 uh, now. And then you borrow that 100 from your, your mom and dad, probably. <laughs> but Jack, um, what, what did attract you? To the East Side IA, my father, yeah. my father. I came home uh, from the uh, laid off. Well, I wasn't even laid off. I just had a couple weeks off, and he brought me to the meeting over at Smith's. And you know, he went to a couple other ones. They started on the East Side. It just never went. But he was really big, and he said, "This is going to go." So that's who got me going. My dad. Yeah, and you've been active ever since. Oh yeah, you? yeah. I've been uh, been back in it since '84 when I bought the bar. I, he, have you got the bar? Thirty-nine years, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Where the hell the time? I'm surprised that that bar survived because I quit drinking around right. that time. <laughs> <laughs> if I had stayed on, you'd be a multi-man. You'd be like all the I'd other bartenders yeah. that I sent to Florida. <laughs> I'd probably go to Arizona. No, okay. big Florida guy. <laughs> okay. All right. So the bar is—it's a neighborhood bar, Jack, right. isn't it? And uh, shot and you, beer, old shot and beer yeah, joint. You don't bother too much putting entertainment in the. I got—I got entertainment every Tuesday. I got a blues oh, night every Tuesday oh, night. Yeah, jam. It, 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 a lot of people come is in. That, is that Marcus? No, no, Marcus. No. So Anthony oh, no, Lavana, he he runs it. Uh, all musicians from all over the city come. Mm-hmm. It's it's really nice. I work at, uh, and I got darts and bowling and pinball. You know. But you you're going. actually a man on the job every day. Aren't yeah, you? I'm there every day. You go in every yeah. day. Oh yeah. Uh, and you don't have a manager. You're it. No, I'm. You yeah. do you do it all. Yeah, my sister helps me out big time, and I got a couple other employees. How many in the family, Jack, in your uh, family? Six. The six of you? Three boys, three girls. Yeah. I think I know them all. Yeah, you should. I think I yeah. do. They weren't all sailors like you, though. No, 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 no. Do you miss the sailing? Not really. I did for a while there. But, you talk, uh, but, but I'm sure you meet a lot of people. You talk about it. Oh, them. yeah. Uh, I missed the money. The money was unbelievable. We were the highest that? paid sailors in the world at the time. Okay. Yeah. Um, your clientele... A lot of Irish, but you also have a lot of... Oh, I got a lot of diversity. Yeah, yeah. Got a lot of different people. Yeah, And uh, some of the people from the East Side Irish Club. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they support me good. Do you, yeah. And you get some of the West Siders come over, too, uh, once in a while. Yeah, very rare. If they're over if they're over there, and you know, they'll look at it the up. Irish Club. Yeah, right. They'll come to Jack Murphy's exactly. trade wins. And you know, you know the uh, the Grand Marshal this year. Oh, and, you yeah. know all the honorees, Jack. Mr. Coin there. Yes, yes. <laughs> what did you think of us having two Michael F. Coins? I know. I just met the, the other one too. In in the studio. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's different. Uh, Jack, I'm inviting you next Sunday if you're uh, free. Come on over. We're going to be doing the program live. The West from Side? the Westside Irish Club. Oh, right you from know, the club, huh? Yeah, I oh, think. Okay. Uh, you know what we should do, Colleen? We should do the program from the trade wind sometimes. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Wouldn't that be, be fun? fun. Well, or maybe the East Side Club. Can I say hello to a couple people here? Can I say hello to my family? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Say hello to my family and yeah. Pamela Anderson, my girlfriend, and okay. Eckel. There's an old girl Wait a minute, named who's Eckel. Pamela Anderson? Oh, my girl. Oh, girl yeah. I live with. 
Oh, well. You've met I, Pamela a couple I times. Think, I think. And I I'm did. not making up that name. Was she in oh, Baywatch? She wasn't in Baywatch. She wasn't in Baywatch. She was. The one I saw with you was in Baywatch. She's in. I know she is. No, that's great. We're so glad that you're here, Jack. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming in, Jack. It's great having you. And like I say, I've known you for so many years. My boys, they all, I I keep telling them, don't be going into the trade (laughs) with too much. Just once in a while, go in and say hello to Jack and have a glass of water or a glass of lemonade. (laughs) But don't be spending. I'm going to charge him, Jerry. All right, good. (laughs) Hi, thanks, Jer. Thanks. Well, um, Jerry, I did just want to say, Westside Irish American Club, the GOAT, that's right, the greatest of all time, Irish weekends. Well, it starts on Thursday, so let's talk about that. Starting on Thursday, we've got a a, a fabulous family night, but there's a history component of it. And I know our guest here in the studio, as well as lots of listeners, Mm -hmm. um, my brother Patrick Corgan is very interested in this, but... um, uh, Myers, John Myers, is going to be speaking as well as, uh, um, oh my gosh, Jerry, do you have the book in front of you? And um, please tell me, help me. So it's not Margaret Lynch, but it's somebody else doing the history. And I'm so sorry, I need the program book. But they are doing um, a history of the uh, Civil War with uh, uh, Collins and then also about the Irish in Cleveland. And uh, that is happening. Uh, it's a blurb. It's on the front cover of the West Side Irish American Bulletin, which we don't have right here in front of us. So anyway, but uh, and I'm really sorry. I'm forgetting this other very I famous I person. Gave you, I thought I gave you that paperwork. Yeah, did not today, Jerry. Not today. Anyway, and so then, um, then it's Friday night. They have the fish fry. They have entertainment. They have family things. Saturday all day, music, fun, entertainment, and then on Sunday, starting off the day the best way with the Jerry Quinn Irish Radio Show. And that starts at 10 a.m. to 12 noon live. Come on out, sit in the audience, and be a part of it. But on the um, Thursday night, again, it's going to be John O'Brien Jr. Of course, that's who it is. (laughs) John O'Brien Jr., don't be mad at me. But I knew it was somebody who knows the Uh 100th anniversary of the death of Michael Collins. And then the Good Friday Agreement presented by John Myers, another great friend. So that's the West Side Club. Eastside Club is hopping as well. They had great live music last night. They've got live music coming up uh, this coming week. The Harp and Guinness Nights, the Family Days, the Fish Fries. Uh, so wonderful. The Harp and Guinness Night, March 11th. Uh, doors open at 7. They're having the Finians, which is a blast. They're having uh, Sunday, March 5th. That's today. Corned beef and cabbage dinner. And again, you couldn't get more Irish things this month if you if you were in Ireland, right? So you are in the best place ever here in Cleveland with our films that we're talking about and with our Irish guests. So we're going to start bringing in some of our parade people, but I know you're going to finish up with some of the exciting things with Irish film coming up. And uh, Jerry, just March 5th, a special day. A couple people, my cousin Brenda Volman, happy birthday. Um, my brother-in-law, uh, Tim Day, happy birthday to you. Uh, that was yesterday. And uh, Tim Hoke, a happy birthday to Tim, a uh, retired fireman. And also, uh, five years ago, my dad passed away. I know I, I sent that to you, but would love That's to right. do a song. Just memories and, and good thoughts for all of those people. Connie, so, one, thing, one thing I didn't mention was okay. Terry McHale and Mike Shields. Oh, They're yes. going to be our musical yes. guests next week. Remember, they did yes. it last year. They were Remote fabulous. from the West Side Irish American Club. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, Colleen, round, round up our round honorees. Up. In the meantime, I want to talk a bit more to, to Bill Johnson. John, Bill, we were try, trying to finish up uh, our yeah. phone call. Did anybody get the, the answer? Nobody got it yet. You, I didn't you better think so. put it out again. I'll have to do a little bit better with that. 
uh, telephone number 216-901-0945. It's okay. an Irish actor. I already gave a clue that it's a male. Yeah. Um, killed off in the first 60 seconds of the movie. The film predominantly takes place in the Great Desert. Oh, there's that, a, dead, there's a giveaway now. <laughs> so if you get it right, call Eddie right call now. Call in, email, phone number, name. You get a year membership to Music Cleveland, Kelty Cleveland, and Cinema Cleveland. Okay, moving right along, I have to mention the Cleveland International Festival is coming up. It's both live and virtual. It starts on March 22nd, and the virtual ends April 9th. Uh, There are a few Irish films in there, including the short, An Irish Goodbye, that you have to look for. But in all, I think there are just four Irish films, which mm-hmm. is sad. Bill, I think it's it's important to note that the Irish government, this didn't just start today or yesterday, the Irish government invested heavily in the film industry, and it began, I, I would say, probably 30 years ago, mm-hmm. or maybe even more. But they have had huge successes now. It's getting more and more through the years, and it brings dollars and euros into the country. It's really, it's a big business in Ireland, the Irish in, uh, film industry now. Of course, you know Bill Garvey, our local. I do. Our uh, locally, he's the president of the Cleveland Film Commission, and that's his job, actually, with the Film Commission, is to make sure that movies are, loca- they, they uh, make their movies right here in Cleveland, and the, the tax incentives uh, that they give to the, the movie companies. It turns out to be hundreds of millions of dollars in benefit to the state of Ohio when a movie is made in the state. Um, I should mention one more thing about our trivia question. Uh, if you're on Wikipedia trying to find the name, uh, they usually call him British, and I rankle at that because yeah. his ashes are in Ireland. Yes, of course. And uh, he was good friends with, um, wasn't he good friends with, um, what was his name, Her- Richard Harris? Mm-hmm, very much. Our best buddy Richard Harris was born in Limerick. The other, yep. the other man, I think, was born somewhere around Dublin. So let's get on. After the Quad Girl on Friday the 10th, uh, I hope you'll join us there, especially at our discussion afterward. You can have drinks or dinner or nothing and just sit around the table. We're ready for a big crowd. After that, we're going to be announcing an Oscar watch party with three Irish films as finalists for Oscars, one in the Irish language, we're doing an Oscar watch party. Any excuse, you know, for a party with sure. Irish and Scots. Uh, we'll be doing it at PJ McIntyre's on Cleveland's West Side. And we'll be giving away posters and what we call tchotchke, which is not an Irish word. No, it isn't. <laughs> I'd say not. Uh, and that's free. What's the ex- that? Except for what you that's put in Sunday, your stomach. Sunday the 12th. Sunday the 12th. And the what? 12th is also Proclamation Day. Did what? you know that? Oh, I did, yeah. What yeah. time is it? What time is the Oscar party? 6.30 to 7, roughly. We'll yeah. be there till midnight. And Bill, I have to be home by a certain time. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know what I can say. <laughs> Mrs. Quinn thinks of the days, you know, when I used to get home till the wee hours of the morning. She wants to make sure that doesn't happen anymore. So you can find us on Facebook if you look. Music Cleveland! Exclamation point. Okay. Celtic Cleveland exclamation point and Cinema Cleveland exclamation point. You can find us and link us into the meetup groups. 
Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. All right, thank you, Bill. Great to see you, and I hope it's not the last. You'll come in. Anytime there's an Irish movie in town, I want you to come in and talk about it. Would you I do will. that? Or music. Or Yeah, anything. anything. Okay. Now, Bill, you're just quickly, you're a retired journalist, right? I'm retired editor of the Ohio Motorist Magazine, mm-hmm. which is the AAA magazine. Mm-hmm. I was uh, head of public relations at Cleveland State, uh, for the first president, Harold Anderson. Mm. Um, actually, this is kind of homecoming to 1420 because I produced, I didn't produce, I created a show on the old WHK mm-hmm. called The Law and You with the Cleveland Law School. Oh, nice, nice. So, you know, this is like old home day for but me. But you're also a very close friend of Dr. Tom Campbell. Very close. Okay. Very close. Great. I should say, just for your listeners' benefit, that Bill Johnson is very Irish. Mm-hmm. Uh, family I know comes from Enniskillen in the north. Uh, yeah, indeed, the same place as Tom came from. Yep. But we have you, a winner, though. Did you meet the Grand Marshal? We did. Oh, okay. We have a winner. We do. They're all winners. Rose. Yeah, they're all winners. Rose M. Wilson is called in and said it was Peter O'Toole. You got it. That's right. Peter My O'Toole. favorite actor. Okay. I love the man. Everybody's been saying it's John Wayne or no. Marion Morrissey. No. Can you believe <laughs> never got an Oscar? Yeah. Can you believe that they snubbed him like that? Yeah. Yes, I can. Yes, and I then can. Wikipedia it's insults a, him by saying he's British. Okay. And he's yeah. not British. No, Thanks. So good. Thanks, Thank Bill. You, Bill. Thank you. Bill, Thank you. I want you to meet the Grand Marshal of the Parade. That's Where is right. he? There's, Where is he? Mickey Coyne. Where is he? Where is he? Yeah. Yeah. Grab that microphone over there, Mickey. Okay. Okay. Get close to it. You can sit down if you want to, but pull All the right, microphone closer. Okay. Okay, yeah. uh, welcome to the program, Michael Coyne. Thank you very much, Jerry. It's my pleasure. Michael Francis Coyne. Thank you. It's my honor to be here. Jerry and I go way, way back. We do indeed. A good many years. Um, Michael, it's, it's great to have you. Well, you. You were on the program before, were you? Never here, Jerry. You're this never first here. time. All the years you know me, you never invited. I had to become Grand Marshal to get here. I'll oh. tell you. Well, <laughs> that's all right, though. Well, that's all right. It's a great but day. But listen, I want to ask you we might get cut off by the station identification. We've got four minutes to get us to the top of the hour, but we'll go right through it. Um, how did you feel when you got that phone call? What happened? Tell me about it. Cause Jerry, I was coming back on Route 2. It was a little after 8 o'clock. I got a phone call from Mary Alice, and she says, I Mary like Alice Mary Kern. Alice Fitzgerald. Kern. Kern, that's right. And she says, I have to ask you a question. I said, what is it? She goes, would you accept the honor of being Grand Marshal? I pulled right over to the side of the road. I started crying. I said, I can't believe this. You know, who? And I'm going to start crying right now. Who'd ever think it? At, at my age and, and everything, I haven't been real active in the community, the Irish uh, community, for a couple of years now. And, and I was blessed with the And that's what happened. I'm, I'm a little speechless, Jerry. But then they told me not to tell anybody for 24 hours. How do you tell an Irishman that? But I did it. I, I succeeded. And it's my honor. And everybody, come on out on St. Patrick's Day. We're going to have a ball. And you know who the mother of the year is, Jerry? I do indeed. Bridgie Conway, mm. here she is. I listen. I was watching Facebook last night. I couldn't come out last yeah. night. Uh, I know your your son's pub had a big celebration, but I was watching both of you on Facebook last night at the pub. Oh yeah, Norris had a great thing. We had the barley barley coin there, new barley coin there, yeah. and it was great. And Bridgie, I you know, Jerry, I talk a lot, people. I don't know if you know me or not, but I couldn't get a word in edgewise because Bridgie Conway was there. Did she sing? 
for you last night. No singing no. last night. We're going to get her to sing the... Did you ever hear her sing the Belly Croy song? No. I'm going to try and get her to do it today if she's in... in, in. We she did a lot of talking about Belly Croy, though. Now, Bridgie, welcome back to the program. Well, thank you so get, much. Get close Jerry. to the microphone. Well, thank you, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, are you going to sing I'm, the song for us today? I I might. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't don't oh, do it gosh. yet because we're going to get caught up caught up. But how oh. did you feel when you found out that you were Irish Mother of the Year for St. Patrick's Day? How did I feel? Jerry told me. I mean, Mickey told me he cried, and I got a call from Bridie, Bridie Joyce, and she said, "Hello, Bridge. How are you doing?" And I haven't talked to Bridie Talty, I mean Bridie Joyce on the phone for years, which was fine. I said, Bridie, did I win something when you're calling me? <laughs> Thought I had won something. Oh no, she said, you have just been picked for the Irish Mother of the Year. And I didn't know what happened to me. And I was there alone when Manus was living, God rest his soul. He was there. To, I'd be talking to him and talk, 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 and I missed all that. But I kept it. I kept going, and I said, um, "I." She finally asked me, "Would I let her ask me to ask me a question?" <laughs> I was talking away, and she said, "Would you accept it?" Oh, I said, my God. Well, I said, I sure will. And I said, I'm just in shock right now. Didn't I get the, uh, with the shock, I got I got the heaves and everything. <laughs> and oh. when Mickey yeah. told me he cried, I told him that wasn't bad enough, but I was almost rushed to Fairview Hospital. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was great. It was great, though. And then I was told not to tell anybody. Right. And I told Mickey last night, I called Ireland, I called oh, everywhere. <laughs> she didn't keep the secret. Right no. away, I, I was calling everyone, and nobody, the they all knew it, but they never frustrated with yeah. a lack of communication. Sorry. We've shot down three objects that are still unidentified, and the president, who did give a speech yesterday at some event, still has not spoken about it to the American people. The Secretary of Defense for China will not take the call from Lord Austin. What does that tell you? Tells you we are standing in the, the world has gone down dramatically. And the lack of communication, including from Admiral Kirby and the rest of them, has just been horrific. Secular. Weeknights at 6, right before Brandon Tatum at 7, on AM 1420. The Answer. And Odyssey. WHK Cleveland, a service of Salem Media Group. Broadcasting from the Discount Drug Mart Studios. Proud to be celebrating over 50 years as your hometown pharmacy. And if you are just joining us, welcome to our number two of the Irish program here on WHK AM 1420 and on the internet at whkradio.com. By, by, by microphone number two and microphone number three, we have Bridgie Conway, the Irish Mother of the Year, and Mickey Coyne, the Grand Marshal of the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Uh, delighted to have them in the studio. This is the first time I can't believe this is the first time I've had Mickey Coyne on the uh, on the radio. Very and first I, time. I know it's a long way from Willoughby. Mickey, were you able to find your way here? We did, we did, and everybody in Willoughby. Jerry Quinn stopped out. You know, my boys have uh, the Wild Goose and Norris Public House and Fiona's my granddaughter, and Bridgie's been to all of them. She made the tour, <laughs> but but Jerry, thank you very very much. It's it's an honor, and I hope to do the Irish proud. Well, both of you, both of you have good-sized families. You have five, I think, Mickey and Bridgie. You have five in the, your family also. Yes, and I, uh, my 
my family, eight of us. We were no, but I mean, oh, your I kids, five you, children, you and Manus together, five, you had five, five children. That's correct. And, and and you have five, Mickey. And I I just want to do this right now. My son Jerry sent me this song the other day, and I I where did it go? It was right up on the screen there, and it disappeared. <laughs> okay, I have to do. <laughs> oh, computers are just wonderful the way they That's do right. things to you. Would you ask um, what was it our engineer? It's called The Empty Room. Called The Empty Room? Yeah, it's supposed to be up on the screen there. I saw it a minute ago. It was there. It's gone. Anyway, I wanted to do it because I wanted to link it to what we're going to talk about. I got it, Colleen. I found it. And um, I don't know if... Uh, I think all of us have experienced our one or two of our kids leaving home and going away and they empty out their room and they take off and you're just looking at it and saying, oh God, I wish they didn't have to go. And I've always said this about Cleveland business. Businesses should retain the youth here in Cleveland. Mickey, I know all your family, I think they're all engaged in your businesses in Willoughby, which is yes, a they are. Thing. I think this is a wonderful thing. Bridgie, I think all of yours are at home too, but there are so many families where many yes. of the kids are not able to stay in Cleveland. Right. And I think that's a terrible, terribly sad thing. It's very sad for mothers, and it reminds me of the days of immigration in Ireland. I remember going to one of those what they used to refer to as the American Wake, and it was at, um, in the village next to, next to it was Mrs. O'Hara. Her son was going to America, and I remember well a fellow named Mickey O'Boyle. He decided to sing Noreen Bond the song Noreen Bond, oh and God. poor Mrs. O'Hara, she just fell apart when she heard yeah, it. Because you both know, you both know that song, mm -hmm. song about immigration. But anyway, this, my son Jerry sent me this, it's called The Empty Room, and it's about a mother looking at the room, the son is leaving, and it's by a group called The Murphys. I just want to play it now, and then we'll come back and talk more to you about your experience and the big plans we have all coming for St. Patrick's Day. Here she is, here they are, The Murphys. That's called The Empty Room. She rose before dawn that day With a sadness inside Her boy was leaving at noon She carried a pain that a mother must hide She cooked and cleaned breakfast away and the time came too soon She asked, have you everything? As he took a last look around his empty room She watched him as he went Her boy and the emigrant She gathered all her faith wiping a tear away and she whispered goodbye my boy may God bless you my pride and joy must break in two so your dreams might all come true and I can all 
It is called The Empty Room, and it's by the Murphys here on the Irish Show on WHK. Eight minutes past the hour of 11 o'clock in the studio this morning. We have the honorees from the St. Patrick's Day Parade. We have the Grand Marshal, Mickey Coyne, Irish Mother of the Year, Bridgie Conway, Kevin McDonough, and Maureen Cavanaugh. They are the outside, we call them the outside chair and the inside chair. It doesn't matter who's who, but welcome to all of you. We're going to talk to you in a minute, but first I want to go back here, if you don't mind. I want to talk to Bridgie and Mickey a little bit more. Uh, they've been hanging around too much together lately. There's a lot of suspicion going on, <laughs> and especially with you wearing that shirt. What does that shirt say? Yeah, what's your shirt say there, Bridgie? Mickey gave it to me last night. It's, uh-huh. it's Mickey Coins. It says, Willoughby, home of the Grand Marshal, 2023. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. <laughs> it's a... called after my granddaughter, Nora. She that's was so right, happy that's right. But Mickey, your boys... They really went all out for this, didn't they? Oh, they, they did. sure did. Uh, you Jay. know, I'm feeling bad now. I'm going to go. I'm going to cut those boys of mine out of the will. They didn't do anything like this <laughs> well, for I'm me sure at Michelle all. Michelle helped with a bunch I of mean, that stuff too. Huh? Michelle helped with other things. Yeah, and but your I'm. Family t- was wonderful. But I'm. Uh, I'm telling you, I. Uh, and you know what they say: the best is yet to come. St. Patrick's Day, Friday, March seventeenth. 
That's right. I'm yeah. rewriting my will. He had a wonderful will. night for us last night. Yeah, Mickey it, did. It, it was, was great. Wonderful. Bridgie, I heard you sing um, one time. You sang Ballycroy or my own Ballycroy. I did, that was good. Yeah, would you would you be able to? I, I, I know there's 28 verses in it. No, I don't. I, want, well, I'll make you shorter. But it, first of all, I'm not a singer, but I can't worry about it now. I said. I <laughs> <laughs> I was telling them that yesterday. Uh, my family, you know, they're very different to me. They said, Mom, you shouldn't sing it. Well, I said, I'll try anyways, and to heck with it. If I make a mistake, so what? Okay. Uh, now, <laughs> we, we have a lot of your relatives listening all oh, over, and yes. some of Mickey's relatives, too. In, 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 Termicady, in Westport. Westport, they're all listening. I, and, and I, I want to say oh. hello to everybody and to thank my brother Eddie, first of all, he lives in North Homestead, and his wife Mary and his family. They okay. have been so good to me. And my own family have been over and above. And everyone in Ireland, England, everywhere calling me and so excited. How about Helen Fogarty? Helen with, Fogarty with BBC, called yesterday. The BBC in, in and Liverpool. she's listening today. They're she, listening she, and they're taping it. Yeah, she's yeah, probably, they called you know, yesterday. You know, she's a real professional. She is, and she's on the BBC. I, I wonder what she thinks of what's going on she here. She thought it was she's so wonderful. They she, couldn't just get over she, me, they said. Because they're they very, so you know, the BBC is very formal and very rigid. Oh yes, I I know when she was in here, I could you know I wonder what she told her husband when oh, she was home. Oh, she was delighted. Well, seriously, she said I don't think Jerry could work on the BBC. No, <laughs> but she no, she was delighted. No, she loved it. I don't she think loved so. to be on it. <laughs> BBC wouldn't have me on it. She was so happy to be here, and she was, her husband is a professor at uh, at a college in I England. I know, I know. And he, they were at my house for two weeks, and he said he never was in a more Irish house in all his life. I assume his that was a compliment. Tipperary, I assume that was family. a compliment. But these it, English people, you never know. But he was so overwhelmed, and they couldn't believe that I was able to keep um, this man that was so educated, and she was. But I was very fine with it all, and I cooked plenty, and we had a great time. All right. Now, I want you to give me a few verses of Old Ballycroy. Is that the um, name of the song? Yeah, that's the song. Yes, my father wrote it, and I was the only one that uh, learned it. Now, Bridgie, I know, mm. I know when you get into this. I know you. I've heard you do this before, and I think you won twenty verses. We no, can't. no, I didn't. But this time, I'll shorten it. <laughs> okay. Go All right, ahead. go to it. Oh gosh, help me! I left my native parish when I was just a boy. It's the place I love the best on earth. My lovely belly cry. They say Killarney lakes are fair and tourists there do roam. But old Tallock lakes near Clary's are just as nice at home. Your mountains high are ranging round from Eccle to Sleemore. And the broad Atlantic Ocean that batters Dune ashore. My native land where Grania lived as queen long, long ago. For she was queen of Connacht then, as Dune will proudly show. May the ruins of her strong castle Facing dear old Black Sod Bay, and Dune will boast of Grania forever and a day. Dear land, my heart 
is yearning. My mind is of you too. My dreams at night are happy when they are dreams of you. The village school where I was taught in days now gone away. Fun fandom slide when once a child I learned first to pray. Then God save dear old Ireland, pray the martyrs ere they died. With them I join in the same prayer and pray God save them slide. To dear old Una village, my thoughts will always stray, for that's where I was born and first saw the light of day. Nor will I forget James Clary's shop in Cross Hill once so gay. God rest him and his family, they are mostly passed away. To those of them who do now do live, I send a fond adieu. They were friends in need and friends indeed, the first I ever knew. Then goodbye, dear old Ballycroy, to write just makes me sad. The tears are falling as I write, and yet I feel quite glad, for it brings me back the past again, though the bringing brings me pain. So I finish up my verses, your fond lovers to remain. Bridget! Did she forget a verse, Jerry? I was she good. No, not. I shortened it. I shortened it a little bit. No, Bridget, thank you. I well, just... When did you learn that? How, how well, I learned I? that when I was very young. My father wrote it, and I was the only one that learned it from, and I'm so proud of it. And I was, I was singing that behind with him. And when I used to go back on... Uh, holidays we used to sing it together and he, they were great that time they they hadn't hadn't much education but uh, Kathleen Roberts dad was a good friend of his and he was very smart too and they were all very smart for so they made up all those poems. Bridgie a lot of Ballet Croy people came here to Cleveland is the Lenahans, the Campbells, the Conways. Yes. Uh, and you went to school with Kathleen Roberts right? Kathleen I did Kathleen and, Moran, Teresa, and Teresa my uh, good friend Teresa. Teresa Moran. Yes. I has. Yeah, so there's a, you have a lot of friends here in the Cleveland area? So many, so many. Nora, Nora was telling me, and Bridget, they were up one evening with two granddaughters. They said, Nana, you have so many friends. I said, I have. I have too many. <laughs> 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 they were so cute, you know. They said, you're so lucky, Nana. You have so many friends. And I know I do, and I love all my friends. And Tree mm -hmm. said, we have been... We are the same age, and we have been together since we went to so, school in them slide. So I want, I want to talk. I want to talk for a minute to yeah. Ke Kevin McDonough and um, and Maureen Cavanagh. They're both very, <laughs> both people very immersed in the Irish community. Don't leave Mickey. I want to talk some more to you, the Grand Marshal. We got to talk some more to him about, about growing up here in Cleveland. Kevin McDonough. Oh, yeah, Kevin McDonough, you are you are, you are a famous chef. You're a farmer's famous. Um, 
bartender, you're a famous jailer, you've done you've done everything. Kevin, welcome to the program. You're no you're no stranger here because you and Sean Moore were great friends and I know you and Lindo Malley. You've I was just been talking we, about him the other night. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what a great friend he was to yes. to all of us. And Maureen, great having you. Uh, I knew your mom and dad very well. They were just wonderful people, great wonderful for the Irish community and supported it everywhere. And of course, you are with the Murphy Irish dancers. That's uh, yes. Sheila. So uh, how did you feel about your uh, award? I was very surprised. Well, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea I was being nominated, um, but very grateful. Well, we weren't surprised at all. We thought you should have had it years ago. Same thing with you, Kevin. <laughs> so now this, that's kind of a preview of being Grand Marshal, you know. <laughs> so, She'll make a very good one. So you never, so you never, you never know. Um, but I, I, I refer to the Murphy Irish dancers. You have worked with Murphy Irish dancers for years, haven't you? Sheila is your, um, is your aunt, aunt. Yep. your aunt, and she, uh, she's been a frequent guest here on the program. Yep. But uh, you've, you, you have done a wonderful job at the dance school through Thank the years. You. Thank you. Yes, it's our forty-fifth anniversary this year. So. Um, we started the same year that the Eastside Irish American Club started, so we're kind of celebrating. Yeah, that's together. right. Yeah, that's right. And you were two years after that. I started the program. You must have started in seventy-eight, seventy-seven, or seventy-eight, because yeah. I started the program in eighty. Mm -hmm. So we're we're all around that. We're all that vintage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, Kevin, how did you get involved in the Irish community? Well, you know, it's it is kind of a funny story that uh, how I got involved with the with the West Side Irish American Club was. Um, I actually tried to join the West Side Irish American Club back in the seventies. I had a little bar in Lakewood, and uh, I said, "Well, you know," I said, "I want to have an Irish theme to this bar. I should belong to this West Side Irish American Club, which was right down the street on Madison Avenue in Cleveland." And I went down there, and um, you know, <clears throat> and again, I'm several generations over here, and so. My folks were very proud of their Irish heritage, but they weren't involved with the club. But I, uh, I got somebody to take me down there, and then a few of the fellows, as I walked in, um, they wanted to know. They said, uh, "Where are you from?" And I said, "From Lakewood." Well, they didn't find that amusing, you know. They, uh, <laughs> and, they, they and, you were, and you were from. <laughs> I was, but they, but that's not what they were looking for, and and I didn't really have great answers. And I got to tell you, they they weren't all that friendly to me down there at all. And I said, "Well, I've lived without you guys this long. I'll do it again." And then um, many years later, my friend John Doherty got involved with the club out uh, when they opened up out in Olsa Township. And um, he said, oh, you got to come out to this new Irish American club. I said, no, no, I've been through that. I don't think so. And I put him off and put him off. And then finally he says, look, they're looking for somebody to put on a ham and cabbage dinner. And I said, well, I don't know. I said, I don't know what the kitchen's like. I'd have to go see it. And I kept putting him off. Well, finally he said, look, we're going out there Saturday. You're going to meet Helen Malloy. She's the president. And we're going to see if this is good. Well, of course, I walk into that beautiful club they built out there and fabulous kitchen. I said, you can do anything you want in here. And um, and Helen said, oh, well, that's good. She says, um, she says, well, listen, the dinner's next Saturday. <laughs> she says, we have about 250 tickets sold. And, and can you buy the food? And I said, now, you know, a smart man would have turned around the other way and gone. But unfortunately, as they say, the rest was kind of history. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got involved with them with... Uh, with that, and it's been such a great, uh, such a great time, and for what thirty years. I tell you, which was easier, cooking for the West Side IA or cooking for all the prisoners oh, at the, the prisoners jail? Oh, the prisoners are much easier. <laughs> 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 they appreciated it, you know. I had, right. I remember asking the girls at uh, at one of the meetings. I said, you know, I said we can duplicate some of the 
meals you had over in Ireland. I mean, we did the ham and cabbage. They thought that was about as close to the bacon and cabbage they had at home. And, and I said to him, I said, well, I got, I said, you know, if you give me some ideas, I'm sure we can duplicate some of your meals from home. And and, and the only thing I got was um, uh, Mary Alice McNamara came up afterwards and, and said, um, she says, you know, she says, you Irish, you know, she says, you know, you, you think you're so fancy, she says, with your little red potatoes. She said, in Ireland, we gave them to the cattle. And that was as much fun advice as I got. So we we did a lot of other things, but then Helen wanted to start fish fries, and we did that, and it's and uh, a wonderful, wonderful group of volunteers I worked with out there for so many years. Unfortunately, they're kind of dying off, and and uh, literally, and it's uh, changing worse, Kevin. Yep. Listen, I got to do this. We'll be right back after these brief messages. Stand by. When locating the right care for your elderly mom or dad, look no further. O'Neill Healthcare has been providing outstanding elder care on Cleveland's west side for more than 50 years. Whether needing assisted living, memory support, independent living, skilled nursing, hospice care, dialysis, or rehabilitative therapies, we are here for you. Our team of physicians, nurses, and therapists deliver personalized care with compassion and quality at the forefront. You have peace of mind knowing they are with extraordinary people who provide exceptional care. O'Neill Healthcare is always improving the care of older adults and is the trusted choice for your loved ones. For more information about O'Neill Healthcare or to schedule a tour at one of our five facilities, please contact us at 440-808-5500 or visit us online at O'NeillHC. Sean Lackey has a wonderful pub in Valley City, Ohio. I recommend you get there, especially now it's St. Patrick's Day. Here here they are to tell you about it. Gandalf's. The best European-style pub is nearby at Gandalf's in Valley City. Whether you're in for brunch, lunch, or dinner, the chef's inspired menu will cast a spell of deliciousness, keeping you coming back for more. Plus, live entertainment, a large craft beer selection, and great service make Gandalf's Pub one of the area's liveliest gathering spots. For great food and fun, it's Gandalf's Pub and Restaurant, Route 303 in Valley City. Top of the morning. Western Reserve Group has proudly served Ohio for over 100 years. Their mission has been to provide families with quality insurance protection for their home, auto, business, and farm. For more information about Western Reserve Group, contact your local Western Reserve Group independent insurance agent or go to their website at www.wrg-ins.com to find an agent near you. Improve your golf game with Golf Tech. Take the next step to a better game with equipment and custom fitting with the latest technology. Golf Tech has six area locations. Your golf game goes further with Golf Tech. Visit one of Northeast Ohio's Golf Tech locations or go to golftech.com. Golf Tech, proven path to proven results. I want you to get um, get your haircut for St. Patrick's Day. You want to go to Vincent's Barbershop. It's located at 18324 Lakeshore Boulevard in Cleveland, right across the street from St. Joe's High School. Stop in there and talk to my friend Vince. His phone number is 216-481-5981. Hi. 
I'm Mike Joyce from Joyce Buick GMC, inviting you to visit our dealership for a new Buick or GMC. Joyce has a great selection of new Buicks and GMCs in stock, and we're offering you the best in pricing and customer care. Come see why Buick is the fastest growing car manufacturer in the U.S. Joyce Buick GMC, serving you for over 45 years. That's right. Stop and see Mike and Sean Joyce at Joyce Buick GMC. They're located at 38039 Chester Road, right off I-90 in Avon, Ohio. You can call them on the phone at 440-934-6600 or visit them online at drivejoyce.com. It is now 1125 here on the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420. Uh, let's uh, see, Colleen, what have you got for me? to talk about also our good friends at PJ McIntyre's out of Cam's Corner. And if Bridgie, um, could you bring it on the mic? Uh, uh, PJ Campbell's, PJ McIntyre's, you can get breakfast, lunch, or dinner. One of the uh, best Irish breakfasts there. And also the Bridgie Ned's Irish Party Room. So Bridgie, that's named after you. You can have a party or an event there. Yes. And do you want to say anything about Pat? I want to say a big thank you to Patrick Campbell for naming me the Naming his party room after me. Now, Bridgie, remember, next Sunday, the 12th, Bill Johnson is going to be there for the Oscar party. Great. So if you want to get an Oscar, you better be there <laughs> next Sunday. Yeah. But, but I, Patrick is the best. Yes. Best yes. in the whole of Cleveland. I just love him. Yeah, he's the one. And he has been so good and so wonderful. And yeah. Thank I, you. I want everybody to for P.J. McIntyre's. That's right. right. Thank yeah. you to all of our sponsors. So thank, thank you, you very to much. all the sponsors. Yeah. Okay, okay. I want to, listen, I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors. They've been with us for many years, and that is Chambers Funeral Home. You know, for generations, Chambers Funeral Home has been a part of the great history of Northeast Ohio, providing meaningful funeral services what Chambers strives to provide. Pre-planning your future funeral arrangement is a wise and sensible choice in estate planning, and Chambers can help assist you and your family. From traditional burial services to cremation services, the funeral directors at Chambers are skilled and assist in families of all faiths and financial abilities. Please call Chambers Funeral Home at 216-251-6566 or visit them at chambersfuneral.com and they would be honored to discuss all of the many options available to you and your family as we commemorate a life well lived. Chambers Funeral Homes are proud to be family-owned and operated in helping greater Cleveland families since 1933. There are three locations in the Cleveland area now to serve you. You can call them at 216-251-6566. It's 1127 here on the Irish Show on WHK, 1420. Time flies when you're having fun. In the <laughs> studio, we have the honorees of the St. Patrick's Day Parade. As I look in front of me, Kevin McDonough is with us. He's the outside chair. Bridgie Conway, the Irish Mother of the Year. Mickey Coyne, the Grand Marshal of the 2023. Mickey, uh, I'll get to you in a second. Uh, and Maureen Cavanaugh, uh, outside chair also. Well, there's, uh, did you see the picture of you and I that was taken the other night at, at Nora's? No, I haven't seen it yet, Jerry. Oh, my God, it's been out there. There's love. Thousands of people are looking at it. Who's better looking? <laughs> oh, you are. I'll tell you, you no. My gosh, it's Mickey, great. I, I didn't touch on it when I was talking to you earlier, but you grew up um, in um, St. Al's Parish, I right? grew up 120 in St. Clair. That's a lot of the old Irish was there in uh, uh, St. Aloysius, and we went to church at 9 o'clock every Sunday morning, Sisters of St. Joseph, you know, and it was great. And then we moved, and my dad was a member of the Knights of Columbus, and back then— 
the, the, the Irish club, at least on the east side, wasn't there, you know. So our big activity was marching in the St. Patrick's Day Parade. My dad marched with the fourth degree. And right past the reviewing stand, my mother would always shoo me out. So I got to march the last 50 yards with my father. And I'm going to start crying because this year I'm leading the parade. And what an honor. And it just makes everybody feel good. But I want everybody to know I'm leading it for you guys, too. It, it's a uh, To me, it's the biggest honor an Irishman in Cleveland could get. It is. And and. I got it. Thank you very much. And you're going to blow that whistle now. I heard. I get a gold whistle. Yes, and the uh, and the hat. Now every Linda, grand Linda marshal, Carney. yeah, every grand marshal wins that hat. They had to extend it for mine. My head is a little on the big side. I think I was seven and <laughs> seven and seventy eight head. It's a it big must one. have been yours. I tried it on and it fell over my ears, Jerry. So you know what? What can I say? But you know, I I've got all my kids. There's Megan, Kevin. Uh, McPat, Seamus, and Aaron, and all my grandkids, we're all marching, like with all the members here, all the honorees, our families get to march with us, and what an honor that is, too. Now, you know what you know what you got to do, Mickey? The other coins, you know, you met, you met Michael F. Coin. Oh, yeah. All the coins, is, I think there's five boys in that family also. There's five boys and a, and a girl that was here. Um, Kathleen died. But there's five sons, and they always marched every year with Jack, and they all wore black suits. We have to get the coin boys, your coin boys, all dressed in black suits. Listen, suits. I got to tell you this. I was president of the Eastside Irish Club. The first mass we had on St. Patrick's Day, I go into the club, and I'm dressed out in all green. Mr. Quinn takes me into the closet, took everything off. And I said, what are you doing to me? He goes, you're Irish. You don't have to wear green. So I remember that, and I just have a small green tie on on St. Patrick's Day. I learned a big lesson from you, Mr. Quinn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course, I wear everything green now myself. <laughs> no, no, I like a black suit. And I, and, uh, I always did admire the Coyne family, Jack and Mary Coyne's family. They always were dressed in black. And you got the sons now, and I think you should do the same thing. I think they're going to try. They'll, they'll be on my bad list if they aren't, Jerry. Oh, and no. uh, to Jack and Mary O'Rourke, Coyne, you know, wow, what a great couple they were, too. Oh, you know, no, and Jack was my idol. And then um, it's, it's just amazing. But you know what I always say? There's not a bad coin in the world. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's wonderful. Uh, who did I not talk to yet? I think. Oh, sorry. I want to talk to Maureen more. And, and no, Bridget, I want to talk to Bridgie and Maureen uh, about the history of of the dance school, which I know, Maureen, you mm-hmm. are re- really involved in the jam, and you and, and Sheila. Yes. Sheila always talks about you and the Kavanaugh's, how much it was a big part of the success of that dance school. Yes. And uh, you built it into, um, uh, how many students in the dance school now? Um, well over 200, mm-hmm. um, 200 families, I believe. Um, yeah, we've... We've had more, <laughs> you well, know, with the Evans Did you just flow. come back from somewhere? Uh, yes. Where were you? We had a, a few girls uh, compete in the All-Irelands. Mm-hmm. Where was it? So in Dublin? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Um, Sheila went over with the girls. Um, we had two you've that been, went. You've been to Ireland so many times. You've been there more times than I have, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I'm on this next one will be trip 12, I think. Oh. Oh, 12 or 13. You have, way, you have a ways to go to catch me. I think yeah. I, have, I have 48 or 49, something like that, Yeah. through the years. It's too much. I wish I kept the money, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be as rich as coin there if, I, if I'd kept oh, the money. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Listen, we always take teams over for the uh, <laughs> world championships. Now, so. I want to talk to ask Bridgie again. Bridgie, Please. you came out here, and there was a great story written about you a few years ago. In fact, I think it was Aaron Sullivan that wrote it. Right. About you and Pat <laughs> Kilroy. And Pete Campbell. And Pete Campbell. Mm-hmm. And I knew both of those gentlemen. They're both gone now. Yeah, Pete, they're both gone. Pete, yeah, uh, Pete passed away quite young, actually. He was only he? 39. 39, mm-hmm. and he was... Um, he was like the major D of the West Side Irish Club for years. He was a wonderful person. He loved, was the best. Love Pete. He was in every and, parade and marching and everything. And Pat Kilroy, of course, is the father of that those wonderful of the family. Kilroy the, brothers, the music yeah. The Kilroy family. Yeah, they're a lovely family, and we have always kept friends too since. So we you come did. To you America. did the same thing as I did. You you went to. Um, to Cove yes, in County which, Cork. With Pete which Campbell. We which both was, left Belly Cry this on the same day. Which was the last port of call of the Titanic. That's, That's where right, you and yeah. I sailed from. Yes, what I was am. the name of the ship you sailed on? Do you remember? I, they said it was the Saxonia, but Saxonia. I'm not sure. And I was on the Sylvania, which was a sister ship of that. Oh, yes. And what year did you come out? It was 56. 56. I, I, came, I came out in 61, so it was a few years later. Yeah. Do you, do I'm you, here 67 years on St. Patrick's Day, and I was 17 when I came. Mm-hmm. So that's telling my age right there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> But I don't but care. You, you don't care. Oh, I tell them I'm the oldest of everybody, and I'm still going. Yeah. <laughs> now, are your kids a lot but, like you? Do they? Oh say, no. No, your son Frank is here with you. He's today. here with me today, uh, but and, uh, they are very different to me. Are they more like Manus? Are they more like Just like him. Oh, is that right? Just like that. Manus was, was quiet and reserved. Oh yes, he wouldn't want me to come down here today at all. But I went <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want me going any place, but I paid no attention. And now they are exactly like him. I can't believe it. Is that right? But I don't pay any attention to them either. <laughs> I do everything I want to do. And I told them the other day, I ha- they said, why are you talking so much, Mom? Well, I said, I have to because I haven't that many years left. Right. And I have to get you have a lot to say. <laughs> I have right. to get as much in as I can. Okay. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, okay. All right, anyway, uh, we'll Pat, Pat Kilroy is yeah, gone. and um, Pat, But another yeah. great friend of yours is Frank Barrett, right? Oh, yeah, he, Frank, well, he came fiddle, the next year. Fiddle player. Yeah, he came the next year he after He came us. the next year after that. Yes, and but his that aunt, a, he came to his aunt and uncle, too. And uh, you came to the east side, didn't you? We came to the east side, and we came. To, we, we arrived in New York on St. Patrick's Day, myself and Pat and Pete. Yeah, yeah. Well, all, whatever little money they had... And Pete had, he, they had spent it on the boat. Of course. So I had $6 left because mm-hmm. I wasn't drinking or anything. So <laughs> we stayed in New York overnight with um, a friend of my, uh, my brother's, my aunt's brother-in-law. They were so nice. They put us up. And then they put us on the train the next morning for Cleveland. The New York Central. I the bet. New York Central, I think. Well, I gave the $6 I had to Pete when we were on the train. And we get to Cleveland, and Pete had that gone. <laughs> and we arrived you in Cleveland. You mean he spent the whole thing? What? Right. My family, they just died when I tell them the story. We had nothing, not a penny, when we arrived in Cleveland mm-hmm. at the station. And my Uncle John and Aunt Catherine were meeting us, and my Aunt Maggie and Mike. 
and they each gave five dollars, one to Pete and one to me. I can still see that five dollars. Have you still got it? I know, but uh, <laughs> then um, I was so close to Pete. He was like my my brother, you know, was so close to him. And Pat was so wonderful. We all sat together on the boat, and Pat always told me afterwards that I wouldn't talk to him on the on the on the boat, and I told him that I was too sick to talk to anyone, so seasick. But we have been friends ever since, and I, I love his his family there, and his wife, Eileen, they're wonderful. There he is. So, well, wait a minute. Oh, here's Frank. Hi, Frank. Frank, Frank Conway, is Frank the oldest of the family? No, no, uh, Anne is. Anne well, is the my oldest. My oldest passed away. But Frank, yes, Frank, welcome to the program. We're having um, we're having a great time talking to your mom here. What a great lady. Well, I've known her for forever, yes. Frank, but I can't believe you're so lucky in the Conway family to have her with you every day. It must be quite a treat. <laughs> uh, absolutely, Jerry. Thank you for having her, and we're really proud of her. She's done a great job her whole life, and she uh, she keeps working hard, and she always brings the fun. So she never more fun today down here with you. Is there, is, there, <laughs> is there any day, Frank, where she ever stops going or going somewhere or visiting somebody or making tea? Or is there, is there any day she ever stops? Uh, honestly, I've, I've yet to find a person to stop her or shut her down. Yeah, my my dad tried for years. <laughs> and, he would love all this craziness right now because. What would just, he be saying now, Frank, if he was listening? He, he'd be saying, "Go to bed." <laughs> <laughs> he'd be saying, uh, "I can't say it on the air, I don't think." But <laughs> he'd just be stop the BS. Yeah. You know, every Sunday morning, every Sunday morning, I sell him put on the radio, and I'd be getting the breakfast, and I'd be getting the encyclopedia out. He said, I don't know why you're calling Jerry Quinn every <laughs> Sunday morning. And he said he didn't want to listen to it, but he had to. <laughs> oh, it was too much fun. And then I, he said, well, get my breakfast. You better get my breakfast, he said, instead of calling Jerry that, Quinn. That Irish program was getting in the way of, of uh, Madison's breakfast. Huh? <laughs> and the Mayo Ball, he didn't want to go to either. But we made him go there. We made him go. You know, well, my wife Nellie says that Madison Conway, she says, is like a squire. He gets all dressed up and when he puts a tuxedo on he was about six foot four wasn't he this <laughs> tall man uh, very distinguished looking she, she, she loved Manus she say, often oh, said yes, to me was... she said how come you can't be like Manus <laughs> oh yes and he often said he'd love to be married to Nellie because she wasn't running around and <laughs> running around Cleveland and everything but I said I could get married to Jerry and our home would be the highway that's right <laughs> We'd never, we'd, we'd never be home. <laughs> uh, we'd never be home. Oh, my, oh my thank God. Everyone for yeah, thank you. Thank you so bread. much. And I, yep. I want to thank everybody. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Alan Mancuso. He called me this morning. I said, Alan, I haven't time to talk to you. I have to go. So who's Alan and he's been a wonderful friend all his That's life. That's an Italian name. Yes, he's Italian. And he loves the Irish. And he's always... He's always with the Irish and with Frank. They went to school together. Great. And great. the two of them met my whole turkey the night before Thanksgiving. They <laughs> ate the whole turkey. The two of them. <laughs> he was a big eater and Frank was. And they came home at 10 o'clock at night and I had some turkey cooked. The whole thing was gone in the morning. No, nothing for Thanksgiving. Yeah, he lived at my house uh, most of the time. And 
<laughs> they were together. The so he's a wonderful guy, and he loves everything Irish. That's right. Even though he's German and Italian. That's great. Mother was German. So, well, Alan. Hi, Alan. All right. <laughs> Let's, now, what are you guys going to do the day of the parade? Have you got anything planned? Maureen, what's your, uh, on your plan for the day, um, for St. Patrick's Day? Family's going to go to Mass on the east side, um, and then we'll head downtown for the parade. Uh, Grand Marshal gets to kick things off with the whistle um, mm -hmm. at, what, 104 yep. is when we're going to start. So everyone come on down and Now, Mickey, i gotta, I, I got to ask you something. Uh I marched in the parade last year, and I just dodged out of it at the Hyatt because um, I had a callus on my foot. You know, the damn callus is back again. I, I'm going to do the same thing this year. I'm just going to probably march in there, but because you're being the Grand Marshal, I don't want you to think I'm bugging out on you, but I'll do most of it. I will, <laughs> I'll march most of the way, but I probably won't make it to the end because if, I, if this callus isn't better by St. Patrick's Day, and it probably won't be. I got a couple of wheelchairs at the funeral home, Jerry. <laughs> you come on out there. No, okay. no wheelchairs. We don't want that. We well, listen, we that. got mass at uh, 930 at St. Robert Williams. The bishop is going to be there. I'm and then there right too. after mass, we're going downtown. And I guess they're giving us a little pastries in a room, special room. And then we're going to get together and talk. And then at 104, we kick the parade off, and we should be really great. And hopefully it's going to be a great day. I wonder, Mickey, I was just wondering, you know, uh, when I was the Grand Marshal in 2011, God, it seems like an eternity ago, uh, I, I have the sash. I'm very proud of the sash. Some people tell me I should wear the sash on St. Patrick's Day, but I, th I don't know if it's appropriate to have two Grand Marshal sashes or three Grand There's Marshals. a ton of Grand Marshals. They should all wear the, their you sash. Think? I said, oh, definitely. I said, dating, I'm wearing this so all the time. I, should it's, I wear it's, more? It's a great yeah. honor. Huh? Yeah. It's, it's a good thing. And listen, before you kick me out of here, uh, with the Sheila Murphy dancers, I have a granddaughter, Fiona, that's becoming a champion dancer, and she practices all the time, and I'm so proud of her, so proud of all my grandkids, but they're all great, but Fiona takes a lot of pride in being an Irish And you named dancer. the restaurant after her. That's right. We named the restaurant, yes. the, uh, the uh, yeah, uh, coffee shop is at Norris. But, hey, God bless. Have a great St. Patrick's Day to everybody, okay? And, and I'm with Bridgie. Uh, I'm with you. Okay, I got it. The goat next weekend, if they're at the uh, the West Side IA. Oh yeah, the West Side West Side IA. Uh, Terry McHale and Mike Shields, they are going to be performing. I must say, Kevin McDonald was the one that put me onto these two great guys, and they have a great show. We're hoping to bring it to the East Side Club. It's called um, what's the name of the show? New Horizons. New Horizons. Always the horizon. Always the horizon. It's a great show, and I'm hoping we get it at the East Side Club. If we do, it'll be a, it'll be wonderful. Mickey Coyne, use your influence as Grand Marshal to get that show <laughs> to the East Side. Yeah, you know, Jerry, thank you. You, you. you can do it. But we're going to be at the West Side next Sunday, and we're inviting anybody that wants to come. We're there early. It's nothing. doesn't cost anything to get in. We'll put you on the air. And if Bridgie comes back, we'll get her to sing maybe Ballycroy again. Please. <laughs> We'd love to have her. Over so we'll have, we'll have a lot of West Siders, but the East Siders are welcome. welcome. Also, the GOAT, they call it the greatest of all time at the West Side Irish American Club. It's 1144 here on the Irish program. Now this from our good sponsor at O'Neill Healthcare. Stand by. When locating the right care for your elderly mom or dad, look no further. O'Neill Healthcare has been providing outstanding elder care on Cleveland's west side for more than 50 years. Whether needing assisted living, memory support, independent living, skilled nursing, hospice care, dialysis, 
or rehabilitative therapies, we are here for you. Our team of physicians, nurses, and therapists deliver personalized care with compassion and quality at the forefront. You have peace of mind knowing they are with extraordinary people who provide exceptional care. O'Neill Healthcare is always improving the care of older adults and is the trusted choice for your loved ones. For more information about O'Neill Healthcare or to schedule a tour at one of our five facilities, please contact us at 440-808-5500 or visit us online at O'NeillHC.com. Improve your golf game with Golf Tech. Take the next step to a better game with equipment and custom fitting with the latest technology. Golf Tech has six area locations. Your golf game goes further with Golf Tech. Visit one of Northeast Ohio's Golf Tech locations or go to GolfTech.com. Golf Tech, proven path to proven results. Hi. I'm Mike Joyce from Joyce Buick GMC, inviting you to visit our dealership for a new Buick or GMC. Joyce has a great selection of new Buicks and GMCs in stock, and we're offering you the best in pricing and customer care. Come see why Buick is the fastest growing car manufacturer in the U.S. Joyce Buick GMC, serving you for over 45 years. That's that's right, Joyce Buick GMC here on the. Stop in at Joyce Joyce Buick GMC. Mike and Sean Joyce. They will be on the they are on the premises just about every day. Go to the website, which is drivejoyce.com. Phone number four four zero nine three four sixty six hundred, and the address is three eighty thirty nine Chester Road, right off I ninety in Avon, Ohio. We have a great guest in the studio this morning, a lot of fun, but I've, I uh, have one very special friend here. She's with Mickey Coyne. Her name is Michelle Morgan. And Michelle, she has a lovely store in Willoughby, Ohio, and a flower shop and a store. Michelle, Hi, tell, nice tell our listeners, first time you've ever been here, I think. First yeah, I'm now secretary to the Grand Marshal, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or I feel like it. <laughs> uh, you're, you're the secretary to the Grand oh, Marshal, yeah, yeah that, that's right. Um, your store, uh, store, Irish Crossroads yeah, and Gift Shop. Irish Shop. Irish Shop, it's a lovely with shop. With Plant Magic Florist. It's yep. at 38015 Euclid Avenue in Willoughby. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome time. And welcome to come there anytime. We're open like 9 to 5 and 10 to 3 on Saturdays. It's a it's a lovely place to visit. You feel like you're in a, a, an Irish cottage almost. Yeah, that's it's, it's, good. it's just lovely. We have some but nice shamrock plants available. Yes. Yes. Real shamrocks. Lucky shamrock. Lucky, of course. Yeah, of Are course. there any other, other kind? Can you sell any? <laughs> can you sell any to the Grand Marshal? <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah. 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 yeah, but Michelle, you've been involved in the Irish community. That's great to have you. Um, I know when I want to send flowers anyplace, we always call you. Nellie and I always call you, and uh, you do a wonderful job. It's uh, incredible. You are, you and your staff are very artistic. Thank you very much. You've we done try hard to wonderful. to please our customers. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. So, um, do you think you have a spot for Bridgie to sing some songs at the flower shop or at? The <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. A guest appearance at the Irish shop. I'm going to charge That's you a right. lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let the Grand Marshal pay for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get him, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It is uh, 11.48, and we're going, we, we wrap it up at about 11.55, because Tom Kelly, if you've never seen him, he's in the other studio ready to go. And uh, if you want to know what's going on in the world around you, you want to listen to Tom Kelly coming up here at the top of the hour. In fact, listen to our station if you can. Tune in during the week. We have Hugh, Hugh Hewitt in the morning, Bob Franz, then from uh, 9 until 12 every day, and uh, then Dennis Prager and Dr. Gorka. We have a great lineup of great talk show hosts right here. 1149, Call you can call Eddie if you want to still at 216-901-0945. In fact, we're going to give away two tickets right now to something coming up out in Lake County. And it is the Celtic Comedy Club, April the 22nd. There are the two guys who were here on the program last week. It's at the American Legion Hall, 678. Uh, six, uh, that's the number of the, the hall. It's at 570 East 328th Street, the Celtic Comedy Club, Saturday, April the 22nd, we'll give it away to the third caller. Can you take the call in the other room? Uh, I'm going to take it. I'm oh, take you're going to have to take it, it here. It. Tom it. has got the phones tied up okay, over Okay, I got here, it, huh? Jerry. Are you going to play a song oh. before the end of the night or end of the show? Or no? Are we going to talk? What? Do a song before the end of the show or no? Or are we going to? Yeah, we will, we'll get one more one more song in before the end of the program because people are going to kill me if we don't get a few more. Well, we'll get one more song in. That's, that's about the best we can do right now. And here... Um, here is a selection of jigs and reels from the Merry Plowboys. Here they are.
Here's James Cobain to wrap it all up this morning here on WHK and for 220. For breakfast wasn't bad, so I had one more for dessert. Then I fumbled through my closet for my clothes and for my cleanest dirty shirt. Then I washed my face and combed my hair. Stumble down the stairs to meet the day. I smoked my mind the night before with cigarettes and songs I'd been picking. But I lit my first and watched a small kid play with a can that he was kicking. Sunday smell of someone frying chicken. And Lord, it took me back to something that I'd lost somehow, somewhere along the way. On a Sunday morning sidewalk, I'm wishing, Lord, that I was stoned. Cause there's something. Well, it's that time again. we got to make way for the Tom Kelly and Company. Our program is brought to you by 
Gandalf's Pub and Restaurant, Valley City, Chambers Funeral Home, Golf Tech, O'Neill Healthware, Joyce, B- Joyce Buick GMC, PJ McIntyre's Irish Pub and Restaurant, Vincent's Barbershop, and, uh, 18324 Lakeshore Boulevard, Western Reserve Insurance Group. All of these good folks bringing you the Irish show this morning on WHK AM 1420. Back with you again next Sunday live from the Westside Irish American Club. I leave you with the immortal words of John Locke when he wrote, Ireland is the grand you look like a bride in a rich adorning. And with all the pent up love in my heart, I bid you the top of the morning. I'm Jerry Quinn. Good day. Preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Listen to this station anytime, anywhere on Odyssey. Odyssey is your new audio home for all the music, news, sports, and podcasts that matter to you. Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. This message is for anyone looking for $500,000 to $1 million or more of affordable term life insurance. Even if you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or are taking anxiety meds, here's an example. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe 